all across this house. Hallelujah. Let's give the name of Jesus praise. Hallelujah. You're in a Jesus name, Jesus only, Jesus everything church. Hallelujah. Praise God. How many is thankful for the name of Jesus? Amen. Praise God. I remember I was about 16, 17 years old. I might have told this story a little bit, uh, but I went into a, a Trinitarian church because I thought, man, I'm going to convert the whole church. And, uh, you know, I still think God can do it. He does it in foreign countries. Why not here? And, uh, you know, I, I got to talk and eventually got in front of the pastor and uh, in the lobby with the rest of the saints listening. And, and he said, you're one of those, you're one of those Jesus only people. I was like, man, you named me right. I said, bro, I'm Jesus only. I'm Jesus everything. It's Jesus everything in between. He said, I'm the first and the last. He's everything in between. How many thankful to be Jesus only and Jesus everything tonight? Amen. Somebody said, Jesus is your crutch. And I said, man, no, Jesus is my wheelchair. I need him everywhere I go. Amen. Thankful to have the name of Jesus in my life. Amen. And thankful to have the name of Jesus over his church and over his people. Amen. Psalms chapter 23, if you have your Bibles. Psalms chapter 23, beginning in verse number 1. Praise God. Give you a minute to get there, and then we're going to be turning to the book of James chapter 4 and verse number 7. Psalms chapter 123. 123, I'm sorry. Although that's a great verse. Lord is my shepherd. Amen. Psalms 123. There we go. All right. Psalms 123 and verse number 1. Sometimes a sound man wants you to preach something different. No, I'm kidding. Uh, Psalms 123 and verse number 1. Unto thee lift I up my eyes, O that dwellest into the heavens. Behold, as the eyes of the servants look unto the hand of their masters, and as the eyes of the maiden unto the hand of her mistress, so our eyes wait upon the Lord our God until that he have mercy upon us. Amen. So our eyes wait upon the Lord our God. James chapter 4 and verse number 7. Many in this house may be able to quote this verse. James chapter 4 and verse number 7. The word of the Lord says this. It says, Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. How many would like to chase the devil out of the house of the Lord tonight? How many would like to chase the devil out of your life? Amen. How many would like to chase the lies of the devil away from you? Amen. I believe we can do that and accomplish that through his word here tonight. Would you set down your Bibles and lift up your hands and let's pray as a church. God, we love you. We thank you. We're praying, God, that you would, amen, continue to fulfill your word. We know that you are faithful, you are just, and you will fulfill your word. God, I pray, help me to minister grace to the hearers tonight, that we can walk humbly before our God in truth and in righteousness been in right direction, God. I give you praise and glory in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Amen. Over the last several weeks, we have been discussing obedience and the three components that make up 
true obedience to God. The Bible declares to obey is better than sacrifice. Amen. To hearken than to offer the fat of rams. Amen. The three ingredients to proper biblical obedience is to hear or to listen. Amen. Not just to amen, let the words be across the screen or just the sounds to rattle in your ears, but to truly listen to what God has said because you can only obey God to the degree that you listen to him. The second component that we discussed was that of trust. Amen. We talked about that last week. Amen. To truly trust God and to lean upon him knowing that what he has said is really and truly for our benefit. Tonight, amen, we're going to talk about the third component, and I'm going to talk to us about the S word, amen. It, it might be a cuss word in your mind, I don't know. We'll find out here in a little bit. But I want to talk to us about submission, and I want to ask the question, amen, will you submit yourself? Will you submit yourself. What do you think of when you hear the word submission? For some in this house, you might think and have an image in your mind of UFC, of MMA, of wrestling, of jiu-jitsu. Amen. You might have an image of somebody tapping out because they have been put into a submission hold. I did wrestling and jiu-jitsu for part of my life, and uh, there's just nothing quite like being put in an arm bar. Uh, there's nothing quite like being put in a chokehold where you have no other option. It's either tap out or pass out. It is where you force your opponent into surrender by forcefully removing their choice. This is what some people think of when they think of submission. Maybe you are here tonight and you think about authority where somebody in authority, whether it be parental, governmental, relational, or even spiritual, abuse their position for personal use and for personal gain. And so when somebody says the S word submission, you recoil because that imagery does not line up with what you would like to hear about. Amen. Do you see it tonight? as a removal of personal freedoms or a loss of choice itself. The word submission makes many people uncomfortable. Amen. There's people here tonight wondering where we're going. They're a little uncomfortable because when you say the word submission, it's almost like talking about money in church. People start getting nervous. Amen. Because the verses that, that have been used in the past have been abused in the past. Amen. It makes many people outside of the church uncomfortable, but it makes Christians and people in the church uncomfortable at times. People start to squirm or even murmur against the apparent injustice of this word called submission because somewhere along the lines, people have come to a false notion about what submission really means in the Bible. No doubt, submission has a dark cloud hanging over it. It's something that I have my challenge set before me to overcome here tonight. Submission has been used and abused throughout millennia 
to convince people to do things whether or not it was for their benefit or for somebody else's benefit. But tonight, it is my desire to help each and every one of us to see the fuller and more beautiful side of submission. I would like to fight against and hopefully take my eraser out and help us to get beyond maybe some things that have been markered and drawn in our lives when it comes to submission. There are people that in a religious setting, they have had submission been used as a weapon. But I want to tell you, submission should not be used as a weapon against you. Submission is a weapon for you. Praise God. Submission. Let's talk about what submission does not mean for a moment. Submission does not mean that you agree on everything. In fact, this is where you can read the verse, the Bible that says, Wives, submit yourselves to your own husbands. And some have heard that and immediately recoil because they think that means they have to agree with everything. I've come to release you, ladies. You don't have to agree with everything. Amen. Some people have re read, submit yourselves one to another, and they think, man, I don't agree with that person. Some people have heard, submit yourselves to godly, uh, to authority. In fact, it doesn't even use the word godly. Amen. There are, there are authorities that God has set in the world, governmental authorities, that are more carnal than we'll ever be. And yet God has still dictated and commanded us to, us, to submit ourselves. Amen. Submission does not mean that you agree on everything because, amen, most likely you will not agree on everything. Submission does not mean that you must agree. Amen. Submission also does not mean that you leave your brain at the altar. Well, they, they're asking questions. They're not submitted. I rebuke that lie in Jesus' name. <laughs> It is not wrong to ask God questions. It is not wrong to ask the church questions. It's not wrong to ask the pastor questions. Where we do run into challenges is when people go from asking questions to questioning. When you ask a question, you are seeking understanding. You are seeking to grow. When you are questioning, you are looking, amen, for flaw. You are looking, amen, not to grow, not to gain, not to progress, amen, but you are looking for an escape hatch to get out of what the Word of God or what has been presented to you. So uh, please understand that I'm talking about asking questions. But uh, when, you, when you make the decision to submit yourselves, whether it be to God, uh, to the man of God, to the word of God, uh, or even in life when we submit ourselves in proper authority. We do not lose our minds. We do not lose our individuality. We do not lose our personality because when you submit yourself, you may not agree, but also you may have a different opinion or a different way in which something could or should be done. Amen. It does not mean that you are not submitted if you have a different opinion that may not line up or may not agree. Everybody said amen. I might be breaking some people's theology. I know some people that would never talk like this because they are afraid uh, that people will all of a sudden run amok and do whatever they want. 
Uh, but I'd rather be like God, give you an opportunity to eat of a tree that will ultimately destroy you than to remove the choice altogether. I want to help you here today because there is a more blessed way of living life. There is a more prosperous way of, of living life, and there is a more favorable way of living life. And I want to tell you that living by a submitted life is the most favorable way that you and I can live. It is a weapon and a tool in our hands if used properly. Amen. So I do understand that there is a challenge challenge here that when I remind people of their ability to choose and remind people of their ability to think and remind people of their ability, amen, to not necessarily agree on everything, that I am opening myself up, amen, to questions. I am opening myself up to people bringing their opinions. I am opening myself up to many challenges, but I would rather stand on that side of the fence than to have a bunch of drones in the house of the Lord. God has called unique individuals, amen, to submit themselves through an act of the will. It is by choice and not demand. It is by choice and not command. Uh, amen. It is something that you and I do as an act of worship. It's something you and I do as an act of humility. And everybody said amen. Submission does not mean living or acting in fear. To be submitted, I must be afraid of who I am submitting to. Wrong. Because you and I, if we do that, we are missing the basis of submission. Submission is an act of love. When, when we do quote that one verse, that, that when, when I say the word submit, there's only two verses that come to people's minds. Well, really three. Submit yourselves to those that have the rule over you. Number two, sub, wives, submit yourselves to your own husbands. And number three, submit yourself, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he'll flee from you. Those are typically the only three verses. But I want to tell you there's a lot more verses in the Bible that have to do with submission than just those three. But even if you look at each and every one of those circumstances, amen, you will see an act of love in each of them. Amen. The very verse that says, wives, submit yourselves to your own husbands, it will follow it up, amen, with the factor of love. Husbands, love your wives even as Christ loved the church. You can't ask your wife to submit to you if you don't love her like Jesus. Praise God. Because if there is no love, there will, no, there will never be true submission. There might be compliance, but there will not be true submission. Amen. When it says submit yourselves to those that have the rule over you, there is an act of love because the Bible says they watch over your souls. Amen. I want to tell you, I pray for everybody in the church and those that haven't even made it to the church yet. Amen. My goal is to get you to see Jesus face to face one day. Amen. To see him as he is and to be in heaven and eternity with him. Amen. There is an act of love that as I am teaching you the word of God, it is not for personal gain. It is for your soul. Amen. To spend eternity with him. There's an act of love. Amen. And when you think about it, submitting to God, amen, the next part of it says that if you submit yourself to God, he's going to give you power over your enemy. There's an act of love involved there. Everybody said amen. Submission is not an act of fear. Amen. Some people have gone about trying to obtain submission through fear tactics. Amen. You can get compliance from people, but you can't get, you can't get submission. Amen. You can get people to line up, but that doesn't mean that they're submitted. You can get people to do exactly, you can get people to do what you said, but that is not necessarily submission. What exactly is Biblical submission. Let's talk about the world and how they view it. 
What does submission mean? Brother Google Dictionary defines submission as the action or fact of accepting or yielding to a superior force or to the will or authority of another. Submission on a biblical level is first and foremost, it is an action. You cannot obey and submit yourself to God by hearing and trusting alone. You and I must activate our obedience by submitting to the command. Submission is an action, church. We cannot say yes without actualizing that yes. We cannot tell God yes with our mouth without without living out that yes. We cannot truly obey God until we have acted upon the word in which we have heard. We cannot truly say we have obeyed God just because we trust in the word. Eventually, we have got to actualize it and do something with it because submission is an action. Submission is where we activate our faith. It's where we activate our obedience. It's where we flip on the switch. We turn on the light and we actually do something about it. Amen. You can tell your child, clean your room or I'm going to spank you. And they could say, I heard you. In fact, I trust you. But they have not obeyed you if they said yes with their mouth but didn't actually go do it. Because submission takes action. Biblical submission is not just action. Everybody say attitude. Biblical submission is an attitude. Submission becomes the attitude of obedience. You and I cannot truly obey without submitting. We can obey to a degree without submission, but it will not be biblical and perfected obedience. You may obey indeed, but if you are not submitted, your attitude is off. You could tell somebody, paint this room white, and they could paint it pink. And you can come to them and they could say, well, I obeyed because I painted. But when you look at them, you say, but, but I asked you to paint it white and not pink. Amen. You obeyed me to a degree, but you missed out on what I really wanted you to do. Amen. You missed out on the heart of the matter. Amen. They can say, well, I did it, but they stomped their feet on their way to do it, and their attitude is off. And to truly obey God is to not do it. The Bible would use words like begrudgingly. I don't do this because I have to or because I'm forced to because the undergirding and the underlying of my submission is an act of love. Uh, I submit myself to God. I submit myself to the word of God because I love God. Uh, and so my attitude reflects uh, I don't want to just obey God so I can get out of getting in trouble. I obey God because I love him. Uh, so I'm going to obey him with an attitude uh, that reflects the love that I have for him. We ought to lift up our hands and magnify the Lord for just a moment. Come on, let's praise him. Hallelujah. Come on, God wants to work, amen, to, to help us perfect our obedience tonight. Somebody love him for just a moment. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's praise him for a moment. I feel the Holy Ghost. 
God's not just interested in you lining up in deed, but he wants to line you up in attitude. Amen. Where your heart says yes, not just your words. Amen. Not just your feet, but your heart. Amen. Reflects yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. I love you, Jesus. I live the way I live, not because I'm just trying to line up. I live the way I live because I love God. I do what I do because I love God. I got the right mindset and the right attitude about it. Amen. Listen, church, if I haven't said it and and really pushed it hard enough, amen, the why is the most important thing of what we do for God. Because if we miss out on the why, we can do things and we can still be wrong. Look at the Pharisees. They did all the right things, but they were still wrong because they missed the heart of the matter. They missed the attitude of the matter. Amen. They, he said, you paid tithes on mint and cumin. You know what they were doing? They were going through all of their, uh, all, all of their seasoning drawer. Amen. They were finding the salt, the pepper. Amen. They were shaking out 10% of it. Amen. They were, they were doing all that. He said, but you missed the heart of the matter. You missed mercy. You missed judgment. He said, don't, don't forget to do the action. He said, but don't forget the heart of the matter as well. Amen. Don't forget the attitude, uh, amen, that goes beyond, uh, amen, just did I give out of obligation or did I do it out of obligation? He said, but don't forget the heart of the matter, that it's all about serving the Lord. Amen. There was somewhere where they started losing the joy. uh, Amen. This is why David said, restore unto me the joy of your salvation. He was doing things out of obligation. But church, I want to tell you, there's a much greater level that goes beyond obligation. Hallelujah. If you and I have ever conceived or perceived that submission is all about obligation, we missed it. Amen. Submission's not about obligation. It's an attitude of the heart. Uh, amen. That says yes to God, uh, not only in word and in deed, but in the heart of the matter. My heart says yes. Amen. My heart says yes to Jesus. I'm not just interested in being compliant, but I'm interested in, in going beyond that. Amen. Church, I want to tell you, amen, that that we we got to go beyond ob- obligation, the obligatory and, and the compliance, uh, and we need to let God give us a spirit and a heart for submission, amen, that goes beyond just what is required, uh, amen, and it says, God, my heart uh, has said yes to the Lord. Church, there is a greater level, a deeper level. It's called intimacy. Amen. I know our world has sexualized the term intimacy, but intimacy is not just a sexual term. It's a closeness term. Amen. When you and I submit ourselves, amen, it's a closeness term. When we submit ourselves in marriage, amen, in the right context, there is an element of love. It brings about a closeness. When we submit ourselves to God, it's an intimate thing. It brings an element of closeness. When we submit ourselves to leadership, what it does is it presents itself in an avenue of love, and it brings about a closeness. And When we submit ourselves even to those who are ungodly in authority, we are saying, Lord, I am doing this because I love you. Oh, somebody ought to give God praise here tonight. Hallelujah. Submission is is having the right attitude about obedience. I, I say yes, but my heart says yes. Now, again, that doesn't mean you agree. Praise God. That doesn't mean you don't have a different opinion. You might. But when you submit yourself, you are laying down your own will. 
you are laying down your own thought process. You are laying down because you have love. Amen. Because that love is your driving factor. And your attitude behind it is, I love Jesus. I love my master. I love God. Amen. It, it says, God, even if I have to lay this aside, amen, even if I have to set this by the wayside, I'll do it because I love you. Everybody said amen. So submission is an action Submission, according to the Bible, is an attitude. And submission, according to the Word of God, is spiritual warfare. Everybody say that, spiritual warfare. I prayed. I fasted. I worshiped. I danced. And I twirled. I did spiritual warfare today. Yes, you did. Praise God. I gave. I gave spiritual warfare. Yes, you did. Praise God. I outreached. I did spiritual warfare. Yes, you did. Praise God. But did you know that submission is an act of spiritual warfare as well? In fact, it is the only act of spiritual warfare that we find that causes the devil himself to flee. Hallelujah. Did you know that by your action and your attitude of submission, the devil himself, who could not serve God when there was no devil, who could not submit himself, who could not through the act of love submit himself to the highest thing called God, amen, flees when he sees an individual that has submitted themselves. There is nowhere else. I know we say praise is my weapon. But I want to tell you, praise without submission is no weapon at all. Oh, hallelujah. A shout without submission is not spiritual warfare. Talent without submission is not spiritual warfare. In fact, you can give millions of dollars. Amen. It, it, it's awesome. Praise God. It'll help us do things that we want to do in the kingdom. But ultimately, without submitting yourself to God, it is not spiritual warfare. Some people have wondered why the devil still hangs out even though all of their actions seem to line up uh, to what they see. But when we, when we really rake back the covers, we find out that there is a submission problem. Uh, amen. That goes beyond uh, the action and it goes beyond the obligatory. Amen. And we find if we get to the heart and the root of the matter that submission, uh, amen, is not there. And if submission is not there, the devil will be. Amen. The devil likes people that act like him. Hallelujah. The devil sure enjoys his own company. Amen. That's why the Bible says that you are of your father, the devil. Amen. We're talking about people that lie. Amen. The devil likes hanging out with people, amen, that like the things the devil likes. Amen. That do the things the devil does. Amen. Uh, and, and so when we align ourselves, you know, it's real hard to cast out the devil when you're living like him. It's very difficult to cast out the devil when you're entertained by him. Amen. You won't cast out the devil if he causes you an element of happiness and an element of joy. Amen. You won't get rid of things out of your house. Amen. If they are causing you a level of happiness. Amen. There's certain things until you say, God, whether I like it or not, whether I agree or not, when you submit yourself, you can, you can remove anything and everything. In fact, when you submit Submit yourself. The devil tells all his minions, we got to get up out of this house. We got to get up out of this family. We got to get up out of this church. 
Somebody ought to give God praise. I'm giving you an answer on how you can have victory in your home, victory in your marriage, victory on your job, victory in the church. Uh, you, can vi- you can have victory simply by submitting yourself uh, with an attitude and an action of submission. Now, I know some people that submission has been abused for years. Amen. And so people have been afraid to use it because it's been abused, because they have faced some spiritual abuse. But I promise you this, if you want to get the devil off your back, you have one of the greatest weapons of your warfare at your disposal, and that is submitting yourself to God. Jesus said, if you love me, you'll you'll keep or submit yourself to my commandments. Amen. That's not just in word or in deed. That's in heart. Amen. That's an attitude. Amen. Submission is spiritual warfare. When you and I worship God, amen, the first thing we must check is our motive. We must check, am I doing this just out of habit or out of rote, or am I doing this out of a heart of submission? You, you go down the list, Lord, I have submitted myself to you in this, in this circumstance, amen. In fact, one of the ways you can find out whether or not you're submitted is when you come to, a, to an avenue where you don't agree. Amen. Where you come to an avenue where you would have done things a little differently, where God asked you to do something or somebody in a a position of authority asked you to do something and you have a decision to make, will I submit myself in this because it is what is right in the Lord? Amen. Or will I continue to do things the way I see them fit? And when you do that, you have made a decision whether or not you will be submitted to God. Amen. And when you make the decision, I will be submitted submitted to God, the devil realizes I can't find a place in them. I can't get through a door. What you do is you seal up all the entrances. Amen. When you are under authority, the devil must go through that umbrella of authority to get to you. Amen. When you when you say, God, I am under your protection, the devil has to first go through God to get to you. And I promise you this, the devil will mess with you. The devil will mess with anybody on earth. But the devil will not mess with God. And somebody said, amen. Submission, amen, is a sign of of spirituality, if you have your Bibles, Romans chapter 8 and verse 7. Just about done here tonight. Thank you for your attention. Romans 8 and 7 says this, For the mind that is set on the flesh, and this is the ESV, you can read in the King James, says the carnal mind is the enemy of God. Amen. But the Bible says that the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God. It's the enemy of God. It's set at enmity. For it does not submit to God's law. Let's talk about the carnal mind. If you are carnal, you are not submitted to God. That is, that is a direct correlation. If you are not submitted to God, you are being carnal. If you are carnal, you are not submitting to God. Amen. It, it goes back and forth. In fact, it says the carnal mind does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. You cannot be submitted to God and stay and remain in your carnal mind because the carnal mind is the very enemy of the things of God. Has anybody ever been in a position where you have read the word of God and and, and something in your flesh goes, I don't know about that. All right, I'm the pastor. I'll raise my hand first. I I I don't know about that. 
Has anybody ever been in a prayer meeting and God asks to ask you to do something? Amen. Tells you what to do, and you think, oh, I don't know about that. Okay, yep, I've done it too. It's called the flesh. Your flesh, your carnal mind is the enemy of God. Your carnal mind will never tell you to pray. Hallelujah. Your carnal mind will never tell you to turn certain things and delete things off your phone and get rid of this that you're watching and get rid of that that you're watching. Your carnal mind will never tell you to go on a fast. Your carnal mind will never tell you push away the plate and seek God this week. Your carnal mind will never tell you read the Bible. Your carnal mind will never tell you forgive people that have offended you. Your carnal mind will never tell you to let it go and give it to God. Your carnal mind will fight when God tells you forgive. Your carnal mind will fight when, when, when you feel like God is drawing you deeper in consecration and commitment. Your carnal mind will not, your carnal mind will fight you, amen, when the Spirit is drawing you to the house of the Lord, amen. This is why people, they, they don't struggle when it comes time for work, huh? but when it comes time to go to church, there's a challenge because, amen, they're fighting something, amen. You're not fighting to go to work because the flesh says, if I don't go to work, I don't pay bills, amen, and, and the flesh can't be fed, amen, and life can't be dealt with and bills won't be paid and so the flesh is going to help you it's going to push you it's going to propel you to get up when the alarm goes off but when it comes time for church the carnal mind will say you know you've been having a hard day a hard week it'll give you every excuse in the book when you are getting ready to pray amen the carnal mind will say you know you really need to do those dishes because amen you really need to be a clean person and you know you really need to do the laundry and, and, and all those things are right but, but the carnal mind will push you into those things to revive Evoke you and hold you back, amen, from the other things. But I want to tell you here tonight that if you are truly submitted, it is a sign, amen, of submission. Amen. It's a sign of spirituality, I mean. Amen. That if you are submitted to God, it means that you have denied the flesh. You have pushed your own desires. You have pushed your own will to the side and said, not my will, but your will be done. Amen. Some people think, uh, amen, how many times they speak in tongues, uh, amen, when everybody's around and listening uh, is the only sign of spirituality. Uh, some people think how many times they spun in church uh, is the true sign of spirituality. Uh, how loud they shouted when the preacher was preaching is a sign of spirituality. But I want to tell you, one of the greatest signs uh, and truest signs of spirituality uh, is when you have submitted yourself uh, because it says, I've denied my flesh. It's when you disagree in your flesh, but the Spirit wins and says, I'll still say yes to God. It's when you don't agree, amen, but the Spirit wins and says, I'll do it because God asked of me. I'll do it because it's the right thing to do. Somebody ought to lift up your hands and let's pray. Hallelujah. I'll submit myself not just because I'm being forced to or it's obligatory because I want closeness, because I love God, because I love the Word of God, because I love the house of God, because I love the man of God, because I love the people of God. Amen. My heart is set. Amen. I'm going to be a spiritual person and submit myself to God. Amen. You can, you can shout till you're blue in the face. The devil ain't going anywhere. But you can submit yourself one time, and he gets all his bags. He gets a first-class ticket out of your life. It's a true sign of spirituality. When people are submitted, they are operating in the spirit. 
We'll talk about it at another time, but the Bible talks about walking in the Spirit. What does that really mean? In short terms, it literally means submitting yourself to the Spirit, to the will of the Spirit, because the Bible declares the flesh cannot submit to God. You can't serve God in the flesh. You can't submit to God in the flesh. And the Bible says you can't please God in the flesh. Anybody want to please God here tonight? Amen. But now's the question, how do I submit? Our text reveals a beautiful image of submission, and I hope this image, amen, it, it, it takes the precedent in your mind over uh, somebody tapping out. Over somebody abusing uh, spiritual text to, to, line, to get you to line up and to get you to conform. Amen. I hope that this takes the imagery, amen, for the rest of your Christian existence. If you ever wonder what submission looks like, go back to our text tonight. It says, Behold, as the eyes of the servant look upon the hand of their masters, and as the eyes of the maid servants upon the hands of of their mistress. So our eyes are upon the Lord our God. The truest symbol, amen, and imagery I can give you of what submission really is, is looking to the leader. Submission is more about eye contact than it is about lining up. Submission is more about face-to-face -face interaction than it is, amen, about just being in compliance. Submission is when we look to see that there's more than meets the ears. Submission is when we see those subtle hints that only the observant servant understands. It's that moment where, yes, I hear you. Yes, I trust you, but I'm focused on you, and I'm watching because there's more than words can display that are going to tell me the heart of the matter, that if I can pick up on those subtle hints, if I can observe what the master is really showing me, that I'll truly submit myself to the will and to the ways of my master. There are many, amen, throughout history that have known the words of God, but they have missed the ways of God. In their attempts to comply and to obey Scripture, they have broke them. I've already talked to you about the Pharisees. Amen. What is wrong? They knew the Bible better than anybody else. They were doing their best to obey and to force other people to obey. Amen. But they missed uh, those subtle hints that only come uh, from watching the Master. Uh, they missed those subtle hints uh, that come uh, from watching Him as He leads. Uh, amen. They, they missed those subtle hints uh, because in their haste to obey, uh, they got ahead of God uh, and they could no longer see see his hand and they could no longer see his ways I fear that if we're not careful we'll quote words from God but we will miss his meaning I don't ever want to miss my master's meaning I know there's married folk in the house you can speak to one if you got a good marriage you can speak to one another just by looking at them amen if you're a, if you're a parent you can speak to your kids without opening your mouth but not if they're not focused 
Not if they don't give you their attention. Not if they don't look you in the eyes. Amen. I fear there's too many people in this, this final generation that they're going to miss it here. They're going to miss watching the master because they've got their eyes on so many other things. Amen. Submission is more about paying attention. It's more about focusing. It's more about watching. Amen. Than it is about just doing. Amen. I want to help somebody here tonight. Amen. God wants you and I to lift our eyes up a little higher. Amen. I know there's bills to be paid. I know there's troubles in life. I know things don't always go the way you want them to. But when when you go through life, don't focus on all the weeds in life. Set your eyes upon the hand of the master and look at him. Stare him in the face and he'll tell you what you ought to do. Not just in word, but you'll take one look in his eyes and it'll change you and I forever. I'll prove it to you biblically. Submission is more about watching than it is about complying. God I did what you said. I laid hands on the sick and they recovered. I cast out devils in your name. One of the scariest verses in the Bible. It was not spoken of the world. It was spoken of the church. I did what you said. But you didn't do what I wanted. I never knew you. Depart from me, you worker of iniquity. You did what you saw written. But if you'd have focused on my hand, you'd have realized it, go, it goes deeper than just the action. It goes deeper than just that. Amen. That if you can focus yourself on the master, submission is a much deeper principle. Amen. I want to help somebody here today. Saul believed and truly believed. He did exactly what God asked him to do. But when Samuel showed up, he said, what is this bleeding of the sheep in my ears? He said, I've obeyed the word of the Lord. I submitted myself. But in his haste to do what he heard, amen, what he trusted God, uh, he missed those little commandments and those little hints. Uh, he was so focused uh, on what he was doing uh, that he missed the will of God. Uh, he was focused uh, on all of these things he thought was the most important, uh, amen. But in his haste, uh, he got ahead of God and no longer realized uh, what God was really doing, the why of what God was doing. That's why the Bible says we must look unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Church, let's stand all across the building. Let's pray. Come on, let's pray. I, I'm done teaching, but, but we need to pray right now. Submission's about watching the master. Focusing yourself in. Attending yourself, not just, uh, amen, to, to be compliant, but looking at your master's hand. Uh, amen. Looking uh, at your master's actions. Uh, amen. Why is he doing it the way he's doing it? Uh, what's he do? What's the master up to? Uh, amen. I want to be in the master's business. Uh, I want to be about the father's business. Somebody pray. I'm hoping tonight that you'd catch a new glimpse of your master. Catch a new glimpse of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. That when he asks you to do something, you might only see the commandment. and You could comply to it. You could line up. But you miss the why and the ways of it. That God has so much more for you. God has so much more for us. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. The verse is talking about that we got to run a race that's set before us. In that race, you can get focused on everything else. You can get focused on who's running next to you. Well, I, I don't like that person. 
You can get focused on, uh, well, they're not doing as good as me. I'm doing great. You can focus on other people. You can look up in the stands and you can focus on the audience who's watching me. See, this is where it comes down to church. Because if you're only, quote unquote, submitted when people are watching you, you're not submitted. You miss the heart. If it's only when everybody else is around, you're not really submitting to God. Amen. The only one's going to be watching you at that point is the devil. But if you will look around, amen, you can even get so focused on your steps, you start going off course because you're so focused on everything else. But if you look at that finish line called Jesus and you focus yourself, you're going to run in such a way that you might please him. Oh, this person doesn't like me. Doesn't bother me. I'm focused right here. Oh, they think I'm running too fast or too slow. Doesn't bother me. I'm focused right here. Amen. Because I see the master. I see the prize. I'm trying to attain to, and it's Jesus Christ. I'm not focused on who's watching, who's not watching. I have run this race that I might please him which called me. I, I want to pick up when that master who might be my coach is standing at the finish line, and he's saying, okay, move a little faster. Well, my, my spouse isn't moving faster, so I don't really want to move faster. Well, the rest of the church isn't moving faster, so I don't know if I should because I might look a little odd. And, and I don't know because nobody's really paying attention. I might not get any kudos uh, if I do that, which, which, which the master Jesus is calling me to do. And he's saying, come on, run a little faster. Run a little harder. Uh, amen. But if you focus on everything else, you're going to miss that hint. But if you can focus on Jesus, it doesn't matter if anybody does it with you. It doesn't matter if anybody's agreeing with what you're doing. It doesn't matter if anybody in the stands is even paying attention to you because you are running, because you are watching the master. That's biblical submission. Church, let's lift up our hands and let's pray. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Looking towards the hills from whence cometh our help. Our help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. As the servant looks towards the hand of his master and the maid towards the hand of her mistress, trying to pick up on those subtle hints, so we look towards our God. We look towards you, Jesus, tonight. What, what, what little hints has God been trying to drop in your spirit? What little hints has the Spirit of God been trying to drop in your spirit? What, what next level does God want to take you to that goes beyond the obligatory and goes beyond just a, a little standard here, a little this there? Amen. What is a master telling you to do? Amen. Maybe you haven't picked up on it. Amen. Because you've been focused on everything else tonight. I want to open up this altar. Would you come and say, God, I lift up my eyes again. I've been focused on all these other things, and, and I'm not even saying sinful things. Sometimes they're just life. But tonight, God, I want my eyes to be watching you. Will you speak those things to my heart? Will you speak those things to my mind? I want to serve you in heart, not just in, not just in eye service. I want to serve you in deed. I want to serve you in action. I want to serve you in attitude. Somebody pray. Come on, church. Would you make this altar your home tonight? I'm not teaching this because there's somebody out of line. I'm, I'm teaching this because somebody got their eyes on the wrong things. I'm, I'm teaching this because somebody got their eyes in the wrong place. Uh, amen. That you need to get your eyes back on Jesus. You need to get your eyes off other people. You need to get your eyes back on Jesus. You need to get your eyes off your own failings and get your eyes back on Jesus and say, Lord, I'll run this race because I'm running to you. I'm going to focus my eyes on you. Come on, church. Let's pray. Come on, hallelujah.
Amen. I want to invite you down to this altar. Would you come? Would you come? Make your way down. You didn't come all this way on Wednesday night. Amen. Not to focus yourself and attend yourself unto Jesus. Come on. He's leading you. But you got to focus on the leader. Oh, come on. Let's pray in the name of Jesus. There's some folks that are doing warfare right now. The Spirit's been speaking to you. If you will lay those things down, submit yourself and say yes to Jesus, it will forever change your life. in the house of the Lord. Somebody pray. Speaks to me with my whole heart I'll agree and my answer will be yes, Lord yes I'll say yes Lord yes to your will and to your way I'll say Trust you and obey when the Spirit speaks to me with my whole heart. I'll agree, and my answer will be yes, Lord. Yes, come on, that's it. Let's pray. Is that your heart tonight? When you look at the love in the eyes of your master, the blessings he has in his hands, how can you not say yes?
Come on, somebody keep praying for just a few more moments. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, is that resonating in your spirit tonight, in your heart? My heart will say yes, Jesus. My heart will say yes, Jesus. You know, anybody ever play the game follow the leader as a kid? It's real hard to follow the leader when you're not paying attention. You're not focused in. Now, it's a game that we teach kids so we can get them to understand a deeper principle. That if I stop at a crosswalk, stop, right? But I don't want you to get hit on the oncoming traffic. And it's no different when we teach in the church to focus yourself in on God. Because He's going to drop subtle hints that you got to be paying attention to. Stop, yield, wait, go, move, pray, worship. And there's things that are communicated through His Spirit that are not always written down in black and white or words in red. Sometimes His Spirit will speak something to you. It's not, it's not an audible thing. It's a, I, I know what His hand is doing. I know what his hand is up to. I'm focused on the master's hand. I've looked in his face. You ever looked in your parents' face and they got that little scowl? They're really telling you, stop it. They don't have to say a word. Sometimes you look up at the face of God. You know you ain't living right. And he says, stop it. Nobody laid hands on you. No prophet whispered in your ears. You just looked at the face of God, paid your attention that you hadn't been focusing on for a while, and you realize I better stop right now. And then there's times where you look and you observe those hints. When I do this, it means come on, come on. And it, and it, it lets you know you can get closer. There's moments in God that if we will pay attention, that's the, that's the true heart of submission, church. That's the true answer and the true imagery of submission. I'm focusing on his hand. Come on, come on you can do better than that. Come on, you can come higher. Come up where I am. Praise God. Let's lift up our hands since we sing this one more time. Well, let's pray. When you lift up your hands, lift up your heart as well. And in your spirit, lift up your eyes towards the hills. Look again unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith. And say, God, I'm going to pay attention. God, I'm going to focus my heart. I'm going to focus my mind on you. Jesus, we love you. We thank you tonight. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your spirit. God, I, I want to have a true heart of submission, Lord. I want to have a true attitude of submission so that I can obey you. Amen. Not just in action, God. Not just in word, but in heart and in deed as well, God. Amen. Help us, Lord, to focus ourselves on you in Jesus' name. Somebody worship the Lord in this house. I'll say yes, Lord, yes, to your will and to your way. Say yes, Lord, yes, I will trust you and obey when your spirit speaks to me. With my whole heart, I'll agree, and my answer 
Oh, let's worship the Lord all across this house and give him praise. Hallelujah. Come on, there's some folks who haven't, been, haven't had their eyes on the master for a while, but tonight you can see those subtle hints. You can see the heart of the matter. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Whatever you say, Lord, whatever you're showing me, God, that's what I'm going to do. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Shake hands. Be friendly. Love one another. Let's not forget Sunday service, our vision giving pledge service. Please come. Be prayerful. Come to the prayer room. Let's make some momentum in the house of the Lord. God bless you. We love each and every one of you. In Jesus' name.